Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Suddenly, that type of video like floods your feed, you know. Uh, whether it's like, because I've noticed that when I go onto YouTube, like I'll, I'll see a video, a music video, and I'm like, oh man, I, or I haven't, I heard a song, so I go, oh, I want to see that song, so I go on there, and then suddenly, next thing, my whole like, you know, feed is uh, suddenly I have this whole bar of like music video subscribe, you know, and I'm just like, oh god, it's like I just wanted to see one, I didn't need to see the whole thing. <laughs> and and clearing your history doesn't even get rid of it all anymore. Like it still remembers your shit. Yeah. And I started noticing the same thing on Pornhub. Like, you know, if you click on videos, suddenly you start seeing more and more of those videos. Even if you just did once and then you were just like, ugh, and then moved along. Suddenly more of those videos start popping up on your thing or if you just happen to be into a certain fetish that one day, you know, then suddenly, you know, oh, recommendations for you. It's like, okay, because before it lagged, like, let's say you were looking for, you know, girl on girl, you know, and then that, you know, is like, okay. And then like a couple of weeks pass and then suddenly recommended for you, it's all girl on girl. You're like, you guys got to step up with your algorithm a little bit. You know, like it was lagging for a good period of time. Now they're they're using the same one that YouTube is using because it's like immediately if you refresh the page, go back there, suddenly it's everything that you just saw. You know, you're seeing that stuff or or like uh, or like uh, Amazon, how Amazon, you know, you buy something from Amazon, then they start showing you ads of the, th- the shit you just bought telling you to buy now. Yeah, it's it's, it's that kind of thing. I'm like, going, this is just a little weird. Like, well, the the YouTube suggested section um to for me like at the end of a weekend it, it really shows what headspace i was in because <laughs> because like right now if you look at it there's a lot of computer parts and some some gaming shit typical right. you know it's usually what it looks like um 
but there was there's been weekends where it's nothing but conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or weekends where it's um all music shit. You know what I mean? And you, it's kind of interesting to look at. And you're like, oh shit. You know, I guess I was kind of had a trend going on here. You know, because the suggestion thing on YouTube is fucking trash. Oh, yeah. Like I could I could be watching for the most part on YouTube. I watch video game stuff or computer building or built DIY like tech stuff mm-hmm. for the most part. I watch one like classical music video or something. That's all it says. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it wants me to look at. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I know. It's like, oh, you like this? Perhaps you like this. It's like, no, I didn't like this. I didn't like it or dislike it. I just watched it. It's like, you know, it, it, it's just that it's like the same thing when, um, I don't know if you remember the old joke with Netflix. You watch a, uh, you watch a, Netflix is like that girlfriend that won't let you forget anything. Like you watched a bad movie once and then it says, hey, you watch this. How about watching any of these? Netflix you know, is the worst one. You know, yeah. It's just like all shitty movies. And like, Netflix can embarrass your ass when somebody comes over. <laughs> oh, I know, right? And like, you watch Grease too? What the fuck were you doing yeah. with that? It's like, you watch that one like sleazy fucking <laughs> C minus horror movie that one night when you were like coming home drunk or something. <laughs> And now it's that's all it shows. <laughs> There's always one movie and the suggestions. It's like the, they'll be like, okay, and they'll be going through it like, all right, here's Stranger Things, <laughs> yada yada, like nice shit. And then all of a sudden, it's fucking like big booty vixens from Planet <laughs> fucking Globos or some weird shit. Or like it's like that, like really like like kind of perverted kinky shit, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like you just happen to like you 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 just I don't know, you hit it by accident or. You just let it go. You hit it. Yeah, like hitting it by accident. Sometimes that fucking app lags. And then you hit it and you kind of watch it. And you're just like, wait, what the fuck is this? I'm, this isn't what I wanted to watch. And then you get out of it. Then it's like when you're with your buddies and stuff. And then, then it's like, you watch this. How about these? And you're just kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 get, get rid of that shit. <laughs> They'll be like, um, bro, we got to talk about. <laughs> we got. I think we have to have an intervention. I think the the worst one would be the Google search history because that's what everyone goes to. Like you hear that, you, oh, there's this new chick named blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, for real? You're already searching yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, delete your search history. <laughs> I don't know, which man. I Which I do on a weekly basis. <laughs> I don't. I got no shame. I don't give a fuck. Let no. a motherfucker find out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine clears it once a week <laughs> automatically. <laughs> oh, I was speaking of which, because I was actually using, uh, I don't, that, it's going to sound how weird that that linked up, but I was using CC Cleaner and I went to do my usually weekly, uh, uh, you know, maintenance on it. And have you noticed that the Edge developer version doesn't store that much? It stores like the bare minimum. Yeah, because I noticed like after a week, like if I'm doing websites, so I'm looking up, you know, stories and, 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 and pictures and stuff like that. Like after a week, I already my Google Chrome is like already has like 1.5 gigs, you know, and it's telling me, okay, you, you might need to do some maintenance on this, you know. But like I've been using Edge for like, like after a week I went and I'm like, dude, that's like not even a quarter of what I should have had. So it was kind of yeah. It kind of it kind of puts things into perspective. To be honest, you know, I think Safari doesn't either. No one uses Safari, but I don't think <laughs> Safari keeps a lot of because they're not keeping it for themselves, right? 
You know, they like the only like when I said that it clears my history, it does, but it's it's set up where it doesn't clear um the cookies for like the kind of shit like my bank, so it's not going to say you're logging in from a new browser. Yeah, right. oh, <laughs> it's fucking that. annoying every week. Shit, yeah. But it clears all the search stuff and yeah. and stuff like that. Because yeah. that's nobody's fucking business. Yeah, yeah, I know. My it, business. So I know because I've noticed that because like Firefox was the same way. Like it was always like loading a lot of shit, and yeah. I could always tell when it was getting when it was pissed when it was loading slow, and then I would have to go through it. It'd always be like a geek and a half after a week, and then. I'll, I was doing it for Edge, and I was like going, dude, it's not even a quarter of what. I was like, so it's not even storing that much. So that's kind of nice, because I've noticed I haven't had any real lag in the browser. So Yeah, it could be like intelligently storing things. Like instead of saving a whole page, it's just saving certain elements of it. I don't know. You know I don't some, know how you, it's doing it. You know some tin, um, tin foil motherfuckers out there going, that's because they're storing it off-site. Right. They take it from your computer and they put it into a Microsoft silo where to keep all the information from you. They're storing it in the fucking cloud, man. It's like, oh shit. I know. It's like, and they're making the frogs gay. <laughs> uh, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So. A gay frog. <laughs> <laughs> a ribbit, a ribbit, <laughs> ribbit. Uh, so, um, earthquakes. Um, yeah, how yeah. was going? Jesus, um, it was fucking crazy. Like, so, it, for those of you listening, um, you know, one of us is in California, one of us is in Arizona. So, for me, uh, obviously, I live on the northwestern end of LA. So, the earthquake in Ridgecrest, it's about a good couple of hours. It's, a, it's basically the halfway between us and Vegas. So, when you hear on the news, like, they even felt it in Las Vegas, it's as equal to, from Las Vegas as it is from us. Yeah, that, of course they that, do. That's, you know, that, that's, so they're going to feel it. When, when you should be surprised that they feel it in Vegas. If I felt it. Yeah, if Adam felt it or uh, if it, like, Northridge which happened like here where I am, that's like five hours away for Vegas. Vegas felt it. Or if it happens in San, um, San Francisco and Vegas feels it, that's a big one. Like I was told I wasn't here, but the Northridge quake was felt in Arizona. Well, they said the 7.1 that we had the other day, um, areas of uh, Phoenix had felt it. So it must have been very light though. Um, yeah. But uh, probably one of those like, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People just like, kind of moved on. Wait, what? What happened? Um, so, like it was at ten thirty on Fourth of July. So I'm I'm laying in bed, and I and I was asleep. But then I woke up, and my bed was kind of rocking. Now it was rocking in that good way, you oh. know. And I'm thinking, is somebody behind me? Like, you know, because I'll sleep. You know, I just want to know kind of what's going on. <laughs> How long do I need to pretend to be sleeping? <laughs> exactly. You know? uh, do I need to snore every once in a while just to kind of make sure you guys think I'm asleep? And I'm looking at her, and I, for a second I thought it was my dog because sometimes when my dog scratches himself, he bumps my bed and it kind of shakes. But it was just doing this like rocking back and forth motion. And then I was kind of looking around like, is that? And then I kind of waited and then it started to slowly die down. And then my brother comes out and goes, I think we just had an earthquake. And I was like, yes, yeah. so and then turned on the TV, and sure enough, um, we had that. So it was very light. 
So the one that happened the next day, um, because they said, oh, yeah, there's a, chance, a good chance of a 5.4 happening in the next 24 hours. Sure enough, the next day on July 5th at like 4.30 in the morning, they had a 5.4. So I was like, oh, they had it right on schedule. I was like, wow, good job, you know, uh, U.S. Geological Survey. And then, uh, <laughs> and then so it was like 8 o'clock. My brother and I sat down and had dinner. We just started watching Shazam. And my brother had been like, oh, we got to watch Shazam. We got to watch Shazam. So finally I was like, I really don't know what the fuck to watch. Let's just watch Shazam. So I threw Shazam's on. We get 20 minutes into it, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I literally just finished dinner. And then all of a sudden I felt the couch. And I kind of looked around. I go, I think we're having another, an, another one. And then my brother's on the rocking chair, and he goes, what? And then all of a sudden he goes, wait. He goes, I'm feeling it too. And it just kind of kept going and going. And then there was a jolt. And it was a jolt enough to where you heard things creak. And like I have a hanging like, plan. Oh shit. <laughs> I know. And I had a hanging plan and I saw it swaying, the microphones that I have swayed, and I could see the blinds moving back and forth. My dog, the the little one, River and um Oliver, they looked up and they started looking around like, what the fuck? And I heard the pots hanging in the kitchen kind of bang the wall. And I was and then we just sat there and just I was like and we just kind of waited because it's that moment where if you see in videos, and this is something that I always thought was kind of funny, when you see in movies and you things start shaking, people run and you know scream. I go, that's not accurate. When you see it, when you feel an earthquake, everybody stops because there's nowhere to go. None, no, it's not because of that. It's because you're gauging to see is this going to get any worse. And then when you get that jolt. And we were wondering because like the jolt kept getting stronger and a little stronger. And then we're like, is this getting worse? And then it slowly went back to the rolling. So it was that little moment of like, oh, this could get bad if it's, you know, if like, you know, if, if this is going to get worse. And there's always that pause where you wait to see, is it going to get Everyone bad? in L.A., in the back of their head, is in a constant state of fear of the big one. I noticed that when I was there and no one openly admits it. But when you start talking about earthquakes or there's like a, there was, when I was there, there was this very small tremor, like enough to, to shake some things a little bit, you know? And I was like, Oh shit, what the fuck? And when that happened, the true, the true LA <laughs> came out and everybody where they were like, yeah, you know, you just kind of, you never know. Right. And I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. This is how you people live. <laughs> I think I, I think that's the thing is is that sometimes it depends on if you're a transplant or if you actually grew up with this. Because like for me, it's like you wait to see is it going to get worse? Okay, it's going back down. Okay, you go back to what you're doing. And like for me, it's like you feel a little earthquake. Eh, it's not enough to get out of bed. You go back to sleep. Well, it's probably like with me and hurricanes. Like when there's a humongous. If, if the rain's really bad, I notice my wife freaks out, but I don't. Right. Like, I don't really care. You know, I'm like, whatever, it'll blow over. I said, stay away from the windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go back in my room, <laughs> you know, because we dealt with that back right. east, you know, serious fucking storms and shit. But see, I live in Arizona, which as far as nature is concerned, is the safest place as long as your air conditioner <laughs> works. Right. You're good to go. We don't have earthquakes, fucking tsunamis, hurricanes, none of that shit. <laughs> Out here chilling, motherfucker. But it's interesting because 
Um, what made the 7.1, I think, a little more interesting is because everything was televised that night. Because you had the Dodger game going on. And like people on the field felt said they didn't feel it. Some like people in the dugout said they kind of felt it. But it wasn't until you got up to that top tier, you know, the, the, the top upper deck. Because if you've ever been at Dodger Stadium on the upper deck, you sneeze, that whole thing vibrates. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, oh, shit, I can only imagine. And you see in some camera angles, you can see the shake and you can see people like leaving. <laughs> like, fuck this noise, we're out of here. Um, and then you had the uh, earthquake, the, the basketball game in um, Las Vegas that was going on where you saw the guys um, – running down court gets ready to pass and then suddenly he stops and he starts looking around and you see people in the stands start getting up and kind of heading out the door um but you know there was a lot televised and then you see like the the news anchors that were on air when because there's only one news broadcast here at eight o'clock and it's like our channel nine and they're on air teasing what's coming up after the break and all of a sudden they're like showing the promos talking the promos and they're like um we're, we're having an earthquake here and then, like, you see me and you see the screen in the background moving and the desk moving and the girl next to him is like, um, okay, so we need to, we're going to go to break until this is over. And she's like, I think we need to get under the desk. And she, like, grabs the guy's arm. And the other guy's like, all right, we'll be going out the break. He's, like, trying to be professional about it. And the chick's like, fuck you, I'm going under the desk. For real. <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of the two things. Like, you've either been through it or you haven't. So it's, it's just that kind of, that kind of thing. But. You know, 7.1, I was like going, shit, you know, because I've lived through the Northridge one. And, you know, and the difference between Northridge and that, even though Northridge was smaller, it happened a mile away from me. Like the the epicenter was like a mile and a half away from me. So, you know, we felt it bad and that scared the shit out of me. So I don't give a shit if it's like, well, it was only 6.4. It's like, no, when it happens like next door, it's going to be it's going to be scary as fuck. Right. I don't know, man. To me, I'm a pragmatic person, and I don't like living on a time bomb. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go back to Arizona. Y'all fucking crazy. Oh, by the way, that Shake LA apps sucks. The what? LA has a, a Shake LA app, and it's, it's supposed to basically notify you if an earthquake has happened. And the idea is, is that it gives you, they say on the outside, 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds warning which is just enough time to like, fuck, and then, you know, it happens. Um, the problem with the app, which I don't know what brainchild figured this one out, is if the earthquake doesn't happen in L.A. County, it doesn't go off. So their sensors don't, aren't fucking connected to anything outside L.A. County. But usually the fucking earthquake don't happen in L.A. County. For the most part, yeah. And the problem, and I was like going, yeah, because, you know, earthquake vibrations stop at, at city limits, you know, at county limits, you know? So it's like, oh, it's in Kern County. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It can't vibrate in there. It's LA County. We got to stay over right. here. It's like, I'm like going, you know, and, and people were kind of pissed. Off. Oh, and it doesn't go for anything below a five or a 5.5 or something like that. And I was like, you know, Northridge was a 6.4. But if it happens right underneath you, I don't give a shit. If it's a 5.5, it's going to, it's going to do something, you know, you know, or a five. But then also if it happens right underneath you, why do you need an app to tell you there was an earthquake? (laughs) But the thing you should already know, (laughs) Uh, but that's the thing. And so a lot of people are kind of, 
are kind of upset about that because it's like, well, we would have liked to have known, you know, that it's coming because, you know, it's like going, hey, vibrations come because you actually got to um, out here because obviously everything went about the uh, earthquake. They went to the uh, survey center in, in Pasadena and literally on their screen was how the machine is supposed to work. And you saw like, oh, there's an earthquake happening here. Oh, there's another earthquake in Ridgecrest. It's a 5.5. You're going to feel shockwaves in. And then it counted down at, to, to when, you, when the shockwave was going to hit that area. Yeah. I, I was like, see, that's the kind of thing we should have. It should be out for things like that. Like, we should be able to go, oh, oh, we're going to feel shockwaves. It's going to only be this. Okay. So you kind of know. Because I think at that point, at least you still feel like you have some control. Because right. that's what really fucks up, fucks people up with earthquakes, is you have no control. You have, a, you have some control, as little as you do, with a tornado, a hurricane, a blizzard, you know, all that kind of shit. You do have some control because you know when it's coming. I gauge how bad an earthquake is in California by <laughs> when I hear there was an earthquake, I look out my window to the west, and if I see the ocean, then it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, listen, there's going to be a big earthquake, of course. Um, but, you know, most of L.A. could do with some rebuilding. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> right. That's the ultimate gentrification when Mother Nature's like, hey, this is enough. Right. <laughs> looks like shit. Um, no, I, I love L.A. I think uh, I always say I always like I, we were this. I was just reminded real quick. I was at work and uh, I said something bad about LA. I said LA's fucking trash, but it's because um, one of my coworkers, Anna, is from LA. You know, something like fucking LA's trash, motherfucker. You're talking shit, and I go, no, I. She goes, you hate LA, don't you? I'm like, no, I don't, because LA has something in common with my hometown, and it's personality. <laughs> Phoenix has no personality because it's new. Yeah, everything's new. Like it, it, there's nothing like they'd be like, oh, this is one of the oldest buildings. It was built in the 30s. Like, well, get the fuck out of my fake 30s. You know, they ain't even 100 years old yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? So I, I don't want L.A. to crumble. <laughs> but then for some dumb reason, they're like, oh, we, we live in an area that has a lot of earthquakes. Let's build apartment buildings with parking structures underneath them. You know, right. that's, that's intelligent. <laughs> it's the fucking stupidest thing. The first time I saw one like that, I was like, really? <laughs> In an earthquake area, this is what we're doing? It's like, it's like the same reason where people are in to- Tornado Alley with fucking trailers. <laughs> you can move those. Well, my, you know, my, my thing has always been like, you know, God must really hate mobile homes. Like, you know, it's like, you know, he's, he's trying to tell you guys something. Because you're living, you're living in a glorified car, right? Like that thing is not connected to shit. You know, listen, God bless, right? The struggle's real. I'm not saying that everyone can afford a home, but listen, you can afford to move that bitch somewhere that <laughs> somewhere downstream. They could have get plucked up. Anyway, so there's something on the on the show notes, but I can't really talk about it yet because I haven't got it. But I'll talk about something else. Um, I did I did order a uh, PS One Classic. 
um, because they were on a super deal. Like <laughs> it was like twenty five bucks. I was like, word, because everyone was like, this is trash. It's not good because the emulator they use that Sony used in it is garbage. Um, but you know, I just hack it, and do what I want with it. Wasn't it so, like? Didn't they sell for like a hundred bucks? They were a hundred bucks. They were ninety nine ninety nine when they first came keep, out. Keep Ridiculous. in mind, kids. Keep in mind, kids. This was last Christmas. Right. They were hundred bucks. Only, only the hottest of hardcore collectors were buying it. No, normal even, folk and wasn't. They were the ones telling it was trash. Right, and then they they dropped it down to I think sixty, yeah. and then people were still like, "It's trash." Like it's the games don't even run that great on it, you know, and they can't update it. Right. <laughs> it's not connected to anything. It's like old school, um, but. The modding community to the rescue. You can boot and fucking run um, whatever PlayStation game you fucking want if you happen to have it. Right. Um, and it's a, a better emulator, so it runs better. And maybe some other systems as well. You know, whatever. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But um, this weekend, I was in my. I have a walk-in closet, and I was in there and fucking around with something. And I saw the my kid's old computer on the floor, and I'm like, what's wrong with this thing again? And I look in, and it doesn't have a hard drive. And I'm like, all right. So I went and got a hard drive <laughs> and set the bitch up. Went to Goodwill, bought a monitor, a Samsung monitor for 8 bucks. <laughs> Works perfectly fine. Is it HD? No. Is it widescreen? Yes. <laughs> Um, mouse and when keyboard. To, when you have to make sacrifices, kids. That's right. Mouse and keyboard. It's set up in my bedroom, on a desk on the other end of my wall because the master bedroom's kind of big in this apartment. And um, the thing runs Skyrim on ultra high. <laughs> I was like, nice. The fucking kids were jamming out on that bitch. So I felt accomplished this weekend. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, I actually the the PlayStation is in the um, Amazon fucking Dropbox or whatever the hell it's called, Locker, uh, right now. I'll just go get it after I record. And then the next podcast, I'll tell y'all how it worked and what the fuck I did to it. <laughs> um, by the way, there's a recall. Uh, the Toyota's recalling 1993 Camrys due to the fact that owners should really have bought a new one by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I saw on the fucking freeway? <laughs> what? Um... A early '90s Cavalier. Oh shit! I was like, that thing hasn't lit on fire yet. <laughs> and I was so ex- I get excited for. Um, it pisses my friend Ariel off because we carpool to work, and he'll be like, "Oh, look at that!" You know, like the typical cars, like, "Oh, look at that Corvette or whatever." Right. And I'm like, "Oh shit! Look at that '93 <laughs> Cavalier." He's like, "Why are you pumped?" Up? I was like, "I like the workhorse cars, <laughs> the ones that just got regular folks to regular jobs, and they're underrated." I see a Geo Metro. Look at this motherfucker! Ah, I'm well, like, I see like, you. That's like the '93 um, fucking Camrys, dude. Like those early '90 Camrys. Yeah. Those you things, can't kill them. You can't. They're early they were, to mid. They were fucking bulletproof. Even the same thing, even for those late '80 to early '90 Ford Escorts. I mm-hmm. remember those those things like any if in my school if you if you just got a car you pretty much got a white new Ford Escort hatchback joint yeah, of course and you know we you know you piled all your friends into that shit and you and then do if so- you wanted to be extra you put the fucking uh 
put the the pipes on the back and fucking <laughs> fuck with the engine. He's like, I can't afford a Mustang with this Escort though. <laughs> oh, we one of my friends put like like he didn't put like full on flames, but he put flame. He tried to soup it up a little bit. He like put on flames and put on like a uh, uh uh that like racing muffler and shit. We're like. Dude, you got a fucking escort. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> you got to do shit like that when you're young. Because when you're older, people are going to really judge you. They're right. going to be like, dude, you have kids. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, you got a spoiler on the back of your fucking, uh, your, on the back of your, uh, uh, oh, what's it? Your Prius? Like, what the hell are you doing? You have there, kids. There it is, motherfucker. I'm looking up. Ah, shit, I would have sent it to you, motherfucker. <laughs> send tweet, motherfucker. Look at this. That's that's the fucking whip. I'd drive that today, motherfucker. <laughs> today, I'd drive that. We're looking at oh, a gray shit. hatchback. Oh, my God. Ford Escort. Beast mode, dude. <laughs> Maryland plates uh, on the bitch, too. I, I would drive the fuck out of that right now. And it had, oh, and it had um, them and Toyota had them. They had that stupid seatbelt that would stand in the front, and then when you close the door, it would automatically. Oh, yeah. It was the dumbest, <laughs> and you still had to put the waist thing on. Mm-hmm. So no one put the waist thing on because it looked like you had a seatbelt on. <laughs> right. So fucking so people getting ejected from their whips. Yeah, yeah. Really Those know. tires are fucking twenty three seventy eight at Walmart. That's <laughs> 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 our new whistle. <laughs> That's for the set. Uh, fucking the set <laughs> tractor fucking tie. Get the fuck out of here with that. Oh, I would buy. But you know what? If this was on the side of the road for a couple hundred bucks, I'd buy it, bro. Just to be that fucking asshole. <laughs> be your beater car. I'd fix it up. Go A new engine for this. How much is 500 bucks? If that for rebuild. Get the fuck out of here. I, we go, be, somebody be like, go ahead. Somebody be like, go ahead. for that car. Give me 20 bucks. We'll call it even <laughs> right, 20 bucks in a fucking be- case of beer. What, what did the now? Now I'm now you fucked up. Now I'm down memory lane interior. What's the interior of this bitch? And I know you by can't way, see what we're by doing. The, by the way, if you're uh, if you're listen, if you're uh, listening, you can check out uh, the Twitter because I'm going to post that picture up on Twitter. So you guys will have a visual reference for. Uh, oh, I got a new one for you too with the stick shift on the joint. <laughs> Look at this! Look at this fucking eighties monstrosity interior with a bowling ball on the floor. <laughs> the uh, no less. Well, that was for that's for the weight. It's to keep yeah, the weight. Don't fucking flip. Because <laughs> you know your weight Jesus. on one side, you need a bowling ball on the other to keep it leveled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> both these guys are going on our Twitter page. So if you if you follow at uh, the Lazy Geeks on Twitter, you'll be able to see the picture we're talking. This has an aftermarket radio in it, but look at these old fucking vents. Like the old fucking levers. I miss those. Like tactile buttons. Like you were moving shit. When, you're gonna, <laughs> like, when you actually like could feel when you press the button, you felt like you were pressing right. a button, you know? The Ford, the, the Ford Escort hatchback of the 80s was America's answer to the Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> like it really was. If you think about it, uh, I would buy one of these. No questions asked. <laughs> oh well it doesn't run don't care you know what else i would buy an 85 ford taurus because oh, yeah. that was my first car oh really yeah and i love that bench seat motherfucker <laughs> first of all the taurus like if you we'll get off of this after this because <laughs> i'll fucking talk about this dumb shit all day um the ford taurus 
was actually one of the most popular cars. Like the history of it is actually kind of interesting. It had a racing scene, everything, dude. <laughs> like the 85 Ford Taurus was a cop car, a fucking everything. Motherfucker, I had that four door joint. <laughs> anyway, I put the I put a hashtag podcast hashtag retro car. That's right. <laughs> um, and then let's let's move along because we're fucking. I'm just being an idiot. Um, last thing on me was uh oh yeah GameFly. So I have GameFly the two game uh, plan, and it actually it's been working out great with the kids, especially with the multiple consoles we have and stuff. Um, but you know GameFly's GameFly. So sometimes you don't get the top two on your thing. It doesn't bother me that much. I understand logistics. It's not a big deal. You know, as long as I can get something that I want to play, <laughs> the given shit that wasn't on my list. I'd what, be I hate, off. what I hate, though, is when you get like, you know, you, you, they go, oh, we received your game. And you go and you check your queue and you see high availability for your game. And then suddenly we sent you this one, which is next one. And yeah. then you look back and then it's like, oh, now it's limited. Because, you know, that shit's fucking dynamic as fuck. I think they send them out in batches. It's kind of how it feels. But anyway, um, I got the top two on my list. And it was Super Super Mario Maker 2 and Smash Brothers. I was fucking ecstatic. I'm like, cool. So we're going to get on that fucking Switch game uh, pretty soon. (sighs) My son's excited as well. And he he wants me um, to play Smash with him. And I'm like, I've never even played Smash before. And I, I'm about to I, whoop your ass. I think I have it for the Wii. I played, I lie, I played one match of Smash Brothers last week on the 3DS. And I all the way fucking lost because he had the 3D turned on. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck's happening right now. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I know that's yeah. Once you hit the three, you're kind of like, oh, what the hell's going on? Right. <laughs> Suddenly, you've got dementia. I would the fuck? <laughs> All right. So enough of that bullshit. Let's get let's get into some short takes. So Netflix has been known to make a lot of movies, not all of them good. Well, many of them aren't good, but there are a few. Now, in light of the street of all the streaming services that are producing original content, Netflix is going to start pinching their pennies. In a recent report, movies like Triple Frontier will no longer be made by the streaming company. The heist film, which starred Oscar Isaacs and Ben Affleck, was reported a failure by the service and cost them $115 million. In related news, Apple says that they will offer only quality quality over quantity on their service. I think that was kind Damn. of a dig. I think that was kind of a dig. That was low key. Like that was trash. So we're not <laughs> going to do that anymore. Everyone likes a good heist film. Now stop it. No, but the thing was, is I saw that movie. Triple. Oh, I haven't seen it. And um, like it was billed as a heist movie. The problem was the second half felt like a different movie. Mm. And I felt that they could have taken one part and just expanded on it. Um, and it would they're trying to tell two different fucking stories it it seemed that way it was like and and uh like but the but like don't get me wrong like the performances affleck and um and oscar isaacs and a lot of them were really good like the performances were really good and i kind i like the way it ended and kind of this honor among thieves kind of thing but i i really think they needed to kind of pick one side oh by the way the chick from um good omens uh the witch Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. she's in that movie by the way 
Oh, well, I'll see it as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm queuing it up now as we do the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently watching it. <laughs> um, please don't bother me. I'm just going to say yeah and uh-huh for another hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sony pulls Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 for the PS Plus giveaway for July. It was replaced by Quantum Dream Detroit Becoming Human Digital Deluxe Edition. <laughs> Jesus, like fucking Super Nintendo Street Fighter games all of a sudden. Um, Street Fighter Turbo <laughs> Alpha Plus fucking Capcom. Fuck you. <sighs> anyway. While Sony didn't explain the switch, many consider the less than enthusiastic response for having... Um, two sport titles available the other game was horizon horizon chase turbo i mean i guess that's a sports title but that's kind of a different thing um not to mention detroit is a more recent game with broader appeal not to mention pro evolution was included on their e3 days of play sale last month that's and the thing is is that um pro evolution soccer the series is a niche series most people play fifa and those who play the Pro Evolution series, they already have it. Yeah. They'll get it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> and so it's kind of useless. And especially and I hate when Sony does that. They have a big sale on games and then one of the and, and one of those games is on their free one next to it. It's kinda like it's kinda like a fuck you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You bought this, huh? Yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah. You spent money, you bought this. But you know They do that on purpose though, because yeah. then a lot of the less you buy of a sale, the the less money they waste. Yeah. And I, but I think though, for a lot of people, if you haven't played Detroit Becoming Human, you really should. Yeah. It is an amazing fucking game. And is that a PlayStation exclusive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking PlayStation. Sony needs to stop it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, they're not not. Um, Quantic Dreams are no longer Sony exclusives, I think, anymore. Oh but, really? Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, they but, make yeah. like interactive movies almost. Oh yeah. Like it's just it's fucking amazing. Because the other one was. Um, Two Souls, I think, was the other game. that. They did, did they make um, something Rain? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like the first one they came out rain, with. I played rain. that one. Yeah. Yeah, Quantum Dream, um, uh, yeah, Quantum Dream is really into that immersive kind of user experience. So right. I definitely, definitely get uh, Detroit Becoming Human. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and check the trailers and like the E3 stuff on that game because... That's, a lot of moral choices you yeah, have to that's make. That's what hooked me when I saw yeah. the E3 stuff. I was like, oh shit. So, just in time for the 4th of July weekend, MoviePass decided to suspend service at 2 a.m. Pacific time on the morning of July 4th <laughs> with no projected return date. In a statement, MoviePass said, also said that the company plans to use this time to recapitalize, quote, in order to facilitate a seamless transition to improve subscriber experience when the product comes back online. Visitors to the ticketer's website see a note that begins, big changes are coming. During the downtime, no one will be charged and will be automatically credited for the number of affected days once the service is running again. Also, no new subscribers will be enrolled. And of course, it's on a day where a lot of people go to the movies. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here, well, dude. The, the thing is, is that like people are saying like a technical glitch really like took you out. And the the head of um, the CEO of MoviePass was saying, oh, there's you know, there's never a good time to have these. Oh, yeah, there are better times. The summer is not one. Yeah. And uh, some people are saying that it looks like it could be an issue of where they um, simply are just 
having trouble with money because in yeah what was it in april uh business insiders said that between um in a year they went from 2 million subscribers to 226,000 226,000 subscribers. They just need to stop at this point. I know. It's just they're not going to read. They're not going to fucking salvage it. They've they've ran this shit into the ground. You're not Blackberry. Give it up. <laughs> I respect Blackberry at this point mm-hmm. for how long they've tried to <laughs> stick it out. Um, after the shocking death of Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead number 192, spoilers, <laughs> fans of the comic wondered how the comic would continue. Unfortunately for them, last week's issue 193 saw the comic surprisingly come to an end. There was no indication that was happening. And even, even an issue uh, 194 and 195 were solicited. Robert Kirkland says that the story is completed. He is done telling the story as you would expect the issue sold like hotcakes and had already gone back for a second printing on the day release. Yeah, I heard about this where it was just really sudden. Yeah. And I didn't read it, but they said like the story was like it was going and then it was just like, all right, well, we're done now. Yeah. That, you know? that was that was what I got too because I haven't read the, the comic in a, in a long, long, long time. And um, when I was reading some reports on it and I read a recap of 192 and – then they and then I read a review of 193, and I was kind of like, it was an app like an like an aberration story. Like it took place, I think it said ten years after what happened in the issue before. You know what it, you know what it sounded like, the the last episode of Enterprise. Yeah, how it was just kind of like a fucking disrespectful, <laughs> right? You know, like all right, you know, <laughs> like the episode before the finale was the real episode end of the ep- series, and then right. you had that. Oh, we're gonna do an enterprise finale, but we're gonna center it on TNG. Yeah. It kind of sounds like there was a contract dispute, and I'm just spitballing. Yeah. But it sounds like that they were gonna like they well, we're not gonna pay you that much. He's like, well, fuck you then. I'm not gonna write this anymore. Yeah, or he just was like, or ready to be done with you know, it. It's like you know, I've been doing this since 2003 because he's been the sole writer. Yeah, and it's been going on you since know. 2003. Yeah, and, I always love the fucking art style of that comic, dude. Yeah. Very simple, black and white. And to me, I, 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 I found it added a level of dread. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, I thought, well, you could have gone on for like, was it seven more issues? Ended at two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's, when you do one ninety three, it just seems a little odd to me. But yeah, I know, and yeah, like everybody, like all the comic sites were just like, um, yeah. So the comic's over. Like, um, uh huh. <laughs> So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, we all prayed height. We all hate price increases, especially when you're not getting anything new. <laughs> Unless you're Sony, they have increased the increased their PlayStation View price fee by five dollars starting now for new subscribers, and on July 31st for existing customers. Sony's explanation is that they took a view of the landscape and thought to stay competitive, they needed to raise their prices. They took a view of the landscape and go, you're charging what? Oh, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're charging um, that much more? Oh, shit. Is view even any good? I've heard I've heard mixed things, most of them mixing towards not that good. Sony gets annoying because I feel like Sony is one of the few companies that's really trying to be like not play well with others and everyone else is. Yeah. And it's it's starting to just get fucking annoying. 
What and it's actually it's actually kind of like I'm thinking about the next generation of consoles. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of leaning PlayStation. But I started thinking about that. And I'm like, I don't really want to fucking deal with that. No, you're not going to get a PlayStation? I'll, I'll get both. I always do. All right. You well, know what I mean? But I was just thinking, like, which will be better? You know what I mean? And I'm well, like, Sony always with that is on that bullshit. Like, every fucking time. But see, the thing for me is that, and, and I totally, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, like. For me, I know they they never really fuck with the PlayStation. Like the PlayStation, no, no, you no, know, no. it's going to be fine. It's the, all the extra shit they try to do. Like they try to do with that uh oh you can play any PlayStation game on anything, you know, your toaster and all that. And they they're like Google in a lot of ways. They went for for about a year and then stopped and then just oh yeah, by the way, we're not going to do that anymore. And for me like going on to PlayStation View, I'm kind of I've always been one of those like I don't know if I want to go there because what if they decide, well, we're not going to do this anymore. Sony does that all the time too. You know, and they do it with solid shit. The Vita is the Vita. still the greatest handheld device yeah. ever made like for gaming. And the I PSP, mean, maybe the switch even now, the but PSP was great. Yeah. And they just fucking abandon it. Yeah. They're still making games for the Vita. Just um, Japan is. Yeah. I'm thinking about picking one up because they're fucking um, Getting cheap now. Huh? Getting cheap now. They're getting cheap, and you can, you can buy, fucking. You can, you can still buy games digitally. You can buy games, and you can hack that bitch, and it's the ultimate portable fucking ROM station, dude. <laughs> play any fucking game. That thing can play PS2 games. That'd be sweet. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I don't condone that. Right. We have, just saying. We at the, Actually, we, we, at the I, we at the Lazy Geeks do not condone or or endorse the views expressed by the fuckhead host over there. <laughs> you know what I do condone though, and I've, I'm kind of passionate about, is that people have been talking about that right to repair shit, oh, right. and being able to do whatever you want to a device you bought. I'm I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with I'm with that too because I've now always... maybe you avoid the warranty. That's fine, but <laughs> fuck you. I should be able to do whatever the hell I want with my things. Well, my thing my thing is is that if you if it's yeah out of warranty or whatever, you know Apple and especially with Apple and Sony cuz they're so heavily on proprietary shit. Yeah. It's like if if it's out of warranty, they'd have to buy a new one. Let them fucking repair it. They should be able to repair it without a problem and not be illegal, you know? Cuz most people won't. Yeah. Like they'll still make money. Most people are not going to repair their shit. They're going to throw it away and they're going to get something new or they're going to come back to Apple to get their Apple shit repaired or Sony or whatever. Right. You know, but fuck, I I remember the good old days but back in the day like you had that that Sony Walkman tape and it was fucked up. You open that bitch up and cleaned it out. Yeah. Fuck. You 40 know. years, man. 40 years ago. Adam and I, um, they had the 40 year anniversary of the Walkman uh, this last week. And uh, Adam and I were talking about that. Like the Sony Walkman was the shit. That Ex- was the one. Expect- bro. Expensive as fuck. Yeah. But, the but that shit. thing would never let you down. No. And then it that was back when Sony was nuts yeah. with the quality control. They were like Toyota be- now. Like <laughs> right. they just fucking out of control with it. And then fucking um and then you could open it up. Yeah. And you could cuz every things were more mechanical back then too. Yeah. Like I get it. You know, but even now, I mean, you can fix fucking motherboards and shit. You just have to know what you're doing. You know. Most people don't. I know I've just never done it. Like soldering makes me nervous because I've never really done it. I want to learn how to do it though. Yeah. Because you can repair it. Fucking most most times, especially with electronics, when people throw them out, they're easily repaired. It's just no one knows how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Star Trek Universe is coming to San Diego Comic Con. 
They'll have a huge panel from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on July 20th. Star Trek Discovery cast scheduled to appear, including... How do you say your first name again? Soniqua? Is it... I feel like if that's not the way to say it, it's racist that you're saying it. <laughs> well, uh, and I like Sonny-Qua? this Saniqua. I don't know. I... Now you just French it up. That's yeah. that's safe. Saniqua. <laughs> we'll just do that. Um, Martin Green, the one who plays Michael. Michael yeah, <laughs> she's fucking the badass on the show. Um, alongside executive producers Alex Kurtzman, uh, Michelle Paradise, what, <laughs> and Heather Caden. Um, with series guest uh, um, Tig Nataro, who plays Chief Engineer Reno. Uh, that chick is fucking badass too, dude. Um, get off my ass. Sir, get off my ass, sir. <laughs> <laughs> moderating the conversation. Oh, she's moderating the conversation? Yeah. That's going to be a trip, dude. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks will feature co-creator and executive producer Mike McMahon. Mike McMahon, um, extra, <laughs> Irish, <guests>. extra Irish, <laughs> right? Uh, surprise guests sharing an exclusive first look at the upcoming animated series. I can't wait for that to leak. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Picard cast members will come together for the series first comic con. The panel will feature Sir Patrick Stewart. No, uh, no, 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 Sir Patrick Stewart. You got to show respect. This. Lord and Savior, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, Allison Pill, Michelle Hurd, um, Evan Evagoria, uh, Isa Briones, Santiago Cabrera, and Harry Treadaway. Are these all fucking no names? Because I, I don't recognize any of these names offhand. Uh, Allison Pill has been at, she was in Scott Pilgrim. She was the drummer in Scott oh, Pilgrim. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. Um, alongside his executive producers, Alice Kurtzman, uh, Michael Chabon, Akiva Goldsman, and Heather K. Fucking all these names. Fuck off with this. There will be a John Luke Picard exhibit and exclusive universe pins. I kind of want to go now. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um, I mean, right on. I'm super excited about that. I want all the infos and, and on that lower deck. Yeah, I'm really they, they really can do so much with fucking animation. I've been saying that shit. A fucking Star Trek cartoon is going to be dope. Yeah, especially with this, with the the concept that they have is like not dealing with officers, you're dealing with the crew. And that should be interesting. I I, I want to see how that works. You could make you could make a show if you take it away from the officers, you put on normal people, you could make a sitcom like kind of show off of that. Yeah. Like it you could get stupid it, it with it. It would kind of remind me of the way like the Orville was in season one. Yeah, you know, with some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, also, in in also related news, there is going to be a Batman experience at uh, Comic Con, even though DC's films aren't going to be there at all. Uh, outside of the venue, in case you guys are going, um, I can't remember exactly where it's located, but outside of the venue, they're going to have you know, replicas and memorabilia from all the Batman movies, including the costumes and stuff like that. So you can definitely, you'll, if you don't, I mean, you won't have, you know, like Wonder Woman 1941 or, or any of that other stuff, but you'll at least have Batman. Warner Brothers and I are not on speaking terms right now. I don't really fucking care. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how you feel. Like, how are you not going to have Wonder Woman at fucking, Right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid to me. Warner Brothers is a fucking clown. Uh, all right, so let's get into some uh, before before Adam gets higher on his soapbox. 
Uh, let's get into some uh, headlines, and why don't you kick us off? All right. So this week, Kobe Kinsey, uh, co-founder of the ethical hacker group Hacker Interchange, uh, reported that every time I hear about a hacker group, I never heard of them before. <laughs> <laughs> they always get this like new ones are popping up everywhere. Uh, reported that its YouTube channel had received a strike for breaking one of its rules, which rule a ban against instructional hacking and phishing, showing users how to bypass secure computer systems. Uh, fellow information security professionals and others, including some Google employees, came out in support of the Null Byte channel and its Cyber Weapon Lab series, while YouTube retracted the strike and reinstated the removed videos. The company claimed uh, removing the, vi the video and adding the strike was a mistake and has taken the stance that its policy has always contained a ban against videos that encourage dangerous and illegal behavior, quote-unquote, um, including hacking. Still, as mentioned in a tweet, there are um, exceptions for videos if the primary purpose is educational, documentary, um, scientific, or artistic. One argument against the updated policy uh, language with a specific line asking users not to upload instructional hacking and phishing videos uh, comes from someone with relevant experience. Marcus Malware Tech Hutchins has uh, worked to secure networks and was able to stop the spread of the WannaCry uh, ransomware and also pled guilty to charges for writing malware years earlier. As he explains in a blog post, making sure ethical hacking videos are accessible could keep others from experiencing a similar path. One has to ask, where would we rather, where would we rather kids learn about computer security? A strike like YouTube, a strike, a site like YouTube, where security professionals will steer them in the direction of a legitimate job, six-figure salaries, and strong ethics, or a shady forum where they will not only be exposed to crime but criminals who believe. Uh, what they are doing is both legal and ethical. And those are the questions of the fucking hour, aren't they? Hmm. Um, I think it kind of reminds me of like, um, do you, are you going to, are you going to be that parent that says never touch a gun, never look at a gun, never think about a gun only for your kid to go learn about a gun on the street. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 I know that sounds silly, but hacking is a form of a weapon. It's a, it's a digital weapon. Information is the most valuable thing on the planet. You know, so if you people who are hacking are controlling that flow of information, I I, th I honestly think YouTube blocked this by mistake. Like the video, it probably was just someone who was being dumb that day, and then didn't review it that much. That's what it always seems like with YouTube lately. Yeah, it seems like that they send to like. Watch, they do what most of us do watch the first two minutes and then make a judgment call based on that right and you know and i i kind of think that they they legitimately did do it on accident and then when it was brought to their attention they're like well why the fuck was this because i think somebody may have someone been, smarter who yeah. was like well why did this get blocked yeah and you have and then you have somebody who may have been new and was following the guidelines as well oh well they're showing this so this falls because if you have do not show uh, instructional hacking or phishing, you know, how to bypass. Because a lot of times, well, if you're countering this, the only way you could do that is if you bypass this, that, and the other thing, and then you can see how people get into it by doing this. Then somebody say, oh, well, they're showing how to do it. Ergo, 
you know, you remove the video. And then, I mean, there's a miscommunication, there's a miscommunication or not miscommunication, a miss. I don't know. The people think um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, misconception. There you go. There's a misconception that hacking is evil. Like the right. word hack and people in, in America, especially they don't know what fucking hacking means anyway. Right. Like you have DDoS attacks. People are like, Oh, someone's hacking this. That's not hacking. <laughs> You're overloading the server. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, that's it's, very simple. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so the laziest it's, of, it's the laziest of attacks. Right. So just because they work for YouTube or work for Google doesn't mean they're, they're a tech guru in every area of tech. Right. You know, so it's, it could have very, or it's in a logarithm that did it, but it doesn't matter. It still begs the question. Because a lot of people do believe that we shouldn't have any of this um, this stuff online, and we're we're just teaching people. But the problem is, this information is out there. People are going to learn this anyway, right? You know, so it's whether you're going to learn it on YouTube or Reddit or you know, right. wherever. And and what's so what's this is one of those things where context is very important. I think if we can teach it in a positive way, and the the instructor is saying, you know. We're teaching this so you can know how to fight against it or so it doesn't happen to you because this is bad, what people are doing. And a lot of these little script kitties, you know, who are learning shit for at first, they're going to have that mindset. They're going to be like, okay, hacking's cool, but I shouldn't do it to people in right. a malicious way and stuff like that, you know, because there's consequences. <laughs> and the consequences are getting pretty fucking strict nowadays. Well, keep in mind that, you know, hacking has only been uh, co-opted by you know, places, you know, by what do you call it? Collectives like anonymous or, or what have you. People forget that, you know, um, uh, oh my God. Uh, Wozniak was a hacker. Yeah. yeah. Because hacking and it, hacking, the definition of hacking is not a bad thing. Right. You know, it's just, I'll even look it up. It was actually, it was designed for the better good, you know, like giving, developing shit and then giving it for free giving it to the people and which is something Steve Jobs definitely didn't want to do that. Even the dick, even the dictionary is fucking dumb. It's are, are we changing the definition of hacking now? I guess maybe. Ugh, so stupid. Whatever. I'm not even going to look at this. Um, the, yeah. And I, I think that, um, I've watched videos like that, you know, just checking it out. And I think that the people who do, it's it's kind of like um, I am a believer. There's people. It doesn't matter what people know. There's there's people that will do crime. There's people that won't. Like it, I to pick up a gun and shoot somebody doesn't require me to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and but we're not talking. We're we're talking nonstop in this country. How everyone should have guns all the time. But we can't have a video. <laughs> talking about ha- like it's just stupid like the tit for tat gets old you know what i mean like it's just like whatever dude but what, what do you what do you think steve um i think that you know we need to i mean you we have to have both sides of a situation we can't just have one where you're sitting there saying oh hacking is bad you know and it's like no because like some people will say like at, like if you go to like sites like ars technica and they'll tell you how a certain malware works. You know, they usually they wait till a fix is in place. Then they tell you how it was used or how it was perceived to possibly be used. And it's like you, to know that so you can better understand what's going on. But to sit there and say, oh, it's hacking. It's bad. You can't do it. 
it's like, no, I, I think we need to kind of remember that, you know, older definitions of words still mean something, you know, like the word gay doesn't necessarily mean homosexual. Back in the day, it just meant somebody who was happy yep. and probably closeted. But, you know, we don't know for sure. <laughs> you know, well, like, like Liberace, the Flintstone like song. Liberace, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So. It's been a while since we heard from these guys. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Samsung has redesigned the Galaxy Fold to address the screen durability issues that torpedoed its launch, Bloomberg reports. With the folding phone soon to begin commercial production, the company still isn't able to confirm a release date. However, on one person's, uh, however, and one person told Bloomberg that the phone is unlikely to resurface at next month's Galaxy Note 10 event. Samsung is said to have made a, the screen protective film, quote, flow into the bezel that would, so it would be impossible to peel off by hand, end quote. Previous reviews uh, units shipped with the film that looked like a removable screen protector, even though removing it would actually destroy the screen, as some view, reviewers found out. Sony, I mean, Sony, Samsung co-CEO DJ Co. God, that sounds like a, you know. Like one of those, like, music. Yo, now on center stage, DJ Go. You know, one of those, like, <laughs> you know, one of the like, Daisy Fest kind of things. Uh, says he pushed the Galaxy Fold to market, quote, before it was ready, end quote. No shit. Leading to the device's delay just days before it was supposed to ship out to customers. Quote, it was embarrassing, end quote. Uh, Cole, t- Cole told a small group of reporters, according to The Independent. Cole now says that Samsung has, quote, defined all the issues of all of the problems, end quote, with the fold and has 2,000 devices being tested according to the independent. It isn't quite ready yet, though, with Co saying, give us a bit more time. I do admit I missed something on the foldable phone, but we are in the process of the recovery. Yeah, you missed something, like it being a competent device. Well, my favorite was, well, we had it tested and it can open and fold for 200 times, yet somehow... A bunch of reviewers theirs broke after like and then it a showed week. the testing facility and it was literally a machine that was perfectly opening and closing it in the same exact angle over and over again but like, like well of course right but then you know. you, but at the same time adam and i even said that these are reviewers so these are guys that know how to do this like they know how to handle it it's not 10 joe schmoes that are like why won't it open it or banging it against shit but it's, even then, it should be ready for the Joe Schmoes. Right, it should be. You but know. at the same time, these are just reviewers, and if it broke under the reviewers' hands, good luck under Joe Schmoes, you know? Right. So I was like, uh, that was just a clusterfuck. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know. The foldable, the foldable phone and tablet scene is starting to blow up. We're hearing rumors that Apple's trying to make a foldable iPad. I think everybody, it's, it's the thing where people are seeing a big one like Samsung is doing it and even um, uh, Huawei, who's big in China. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we need to see what's going on because if this pops, off, this pops off, we need to be ready with something. Right. You know, but I don't know. The don't, foldable don't thing, expect, I, don't, I just don't care. Yeah, and don't expect Apple to come out with one in like the next two years. It, no. Apple's always taking time. They'll be late, yeah. like always. But I, I just, but it'll probably work. It's time out. It's one of those things where, and I'm not saying that things need to be asked for for them to be successful, but like, I don't think anyone cared. <laughs> 
you know, and and that was kind of what I when they first were announcing the fold, the Samsung fold, I, I kind of felt that vibe. Like everyone was like, oh, that's that's cool, I guess. You know, the only thing I really cared about, and I've said this before, was the foldable screen technology. <laughs> right. I think that's cool. I, but um, I mean, whatever. I think the only ones that actually were kind of digging on or kind of like because it was something new was the tech media and people that always buy in first. Yeah. You know, that those are the kind of the ones that bought like the first, you know, uh, plasma screen TVs and, you know, the, the, all of those, you know, those kind of people. I, those are the ones that probably jump for it because I know most people are kind of like, what would I do with it? <laughs> and it's like exactly what would you do with it so yeah i mean i don't know i don't see a reason yeah and then it becomes thick and then you're like like who wants that thick ass fucking <laughs> thing in your pocket right i'm like carrying it. around the um the fucking power brick for my xbox one yeah i already got a thick thing in my pants i don't need it that's one. right <laughs> 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 all right so this week's main story in recent news, we've been hearing stories about a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek script having been written and Paramount is mulling it over. This report surfaced after the reported cancellation of the fourth film in the franchise over salaries for both Chris Pine and Chris Helmsworth. The directors having left the project solidified the death of the project. However, we at the Lazy Geeks wonder, do we even need a Star Trek feature film? With shows like Discovery telling compelling and complicated storylines with cinematic special effects... What can we get from a film that we can't get? Uh, what can we get from a film that we can't get from a TV show? Uh, with the addition of Picard and Lower Decks, we can get more from television than we can from the films. Sure, the 2009 Star Trek um, Star Trek was breathtaking, a breath of fresh air with high concept and mind blowing special effects. However, since the launch of Discovery, with a more compel with more com- uh, we have more compelling visuals. Fifteen part movies we used to have. We used to want a movie to get the action we couldn't see in a low-budget television series. Now we can. So what can a movie offer? I think that I think it was funny because we first started talking about this and I didn't even think about it. You know, and then once I started, I was like, oh, it's kind of true. Because back <laughs> in the like in the back of the day. Back in the movies, day. <laughs> movies were the big budget event. Right. You know, and especially for a sci-fi thing, like the TV shows were great, but they were low budget because they were TV shows. Right. You know, they they weren't they weren't doing crazy shit. You can only get um, so much in a TV battle. You know? Exactly. If you saw two Romulan warbirds in there firing, you're kind of like, oh shit! Like, yeah, you were like, oh budget. fuck, this is yeah. some high level shit. But in a movie, it was nuts. Like you you always knew when you went to a Star Trek movie, it was going to be bigger. You know, it was going to have that Star Wars level theatrical kind of shit going on um but nowadays man i mean we're in like a golden age of television right tv i mean look at the fucking end for season two of um (laughs) discovery fuck i've never seen that in a movie i know and it was cool too because like i was rewatching it when we talked about that i decided to rewatch the end of discovery the last three episodes and just that finale would just you know the um you know uh what's uh michael going back using the uh the suit and then the the battle with the drones and then seeing 
I mean, my favorite shot is Michael running out of the shuttle bay and then all those ships surrounding her, creating that floating loop or protective circle around her as she's skimming across the hull of the Enterprise. You know, going up, you're kind of like, the fuck? Because for most of us, and if you don't really, if you're like, well, I kind of know Star Trek, or you've only come on in Discovery, if you go to like Netflix or Hulu or whatever and watch any episode, actually, no, not any episode, from season three to season seven, you watch any episode of The Next Gen on that. And, or, you know, even, you know, yeah, no, 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 take that back. Watch Best of Both Worlds. Watch that, that, those, that two-parter. Yeah. Then jump ahead and watch First Contact. And it's then, night and day. It's night and day. And that's just, you know, a few years and that's a movie budget. And so for, for us, it was like, oh my God, that was so fucking cool. We got to see that. Then you go to Discovery and you see, you know, the kind of visuals that they're putting in there. I mean, even in season two, remember when um, uh, that episode where the ship went partial into a phase, where it went partially into the, uh, uh, into, what do you call it? The, um, oh, when they went, where they first got Hugh back, where they, um, where Tilly was taken into that, like, uh. alternate kind of, parallel and the and the discovery was kind of sitting on that halfway point between phasing in and out oh yeah yeah you know and it's like we wouldn't have seen that on a tv show you know or it would have been done in a weird way you know it's just to kind of convey that but we would never have seen any visual effects like that i remember when first contact came out and i saw it in the theater and the big deal for me was when they walked outside the ship which when you really think about it isn't that big of a deal right but to me, it was like, you never fucking see this yeah. on the TV. Like, they're outside the ship. Like, this <laughs> is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? But nowadays, that's fucking nothing, dude. Like, I, we just watched Michael fly through space in, a, in like an Iron Man suit <laughs> right. that can go back in time. Like, I was like, my mind was blown, or even Or even the whole thing with her running out of the shuttle bay out into space. Yeah. We never saw that. You never, we never, ever got to see that. I mean, to be honest, if you wanted to really look at it, and you could say if we had those visual effects with the story of the next gen, it would probably be closer to Orville. Yeah. Because inside the Orville, the ship is flat lighting, everything is pretty, you know, pretty stationary. But the visuals outside were always really cool. So I think that's kind of what the, the happy medium of what, if we had those visual effects back then i think the orville would have been you know kind of what we would have what we would have got and you know and then of course you know that epic battle between the kalon them and krill you know that whole two-parter when they attacked earth that's that was wolf 359 to us like we right. always wanted in the star trek world to see wolf 359 the battle and the close we got was first contact yeah, that big fucking the Enterprise cruises in. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, where you see the Defiant just kind of drifting there, and then the Enterprise just swoops right in front of it. And then it reminds me of what we saw in Discovery, when you have the Discovery taking all the battle, and um, Pike goes, "Put us in between," and then you see like the Enterprise come like drifting right in front, taking all the hits. It's just it was just that kind of thing of like. Yeah, because we all we we went for movies was to get that cinematic, big story, big you know visual effects kind of things that we never got. But now with Discovery, and I'm assuming with the Picard series, we're gonna get that. 
we're going to get bigger stories. We're taking, you know, we're dealing with stories that are talk- talking about time travel or alternate realities and, and, you know, um, you know, more, more intense action and phaser fire and, and a lot of ingra- ingrained visual effects within the physical set. It's kind of like, what can the movies do? I think too, like when you add a movie budget to a TV show, you're going to get more out of it anyway, because of the length of time they're given to tell a story. And I think that was the thing too, is in the, in the nineties, the eighties, you know, whatever it was, every episode was its own little self-contained thing. And maybe some two parters, but look at the new way. And it's not just Star Trek. Yeah. Most shows now, if they're not, you know, your typical comedy sitcoms, but most drama shows are telling you an arc over a whole season. You're basically watching a movie, right. a long fucking movie. Yeah, serialized now. Because the, right. the whole concept for Star Trek and people wonder, you know, why? Because this didn't change until DS9 and Voyager kind of did it too. Enterprise did it a lot. But Roddenberry didn't want stories that linked to one another. Because he believed in syndication. If somebody can jump in on the episode, they can just jump in. And he was a product of his time. Right. So it made sense yeah, to him. That's why if you watch like the original series, it is kind of isolated. Like You can jump in, not know anything about these characters, and then just follow through. And Next Gen was kind of like that too. But then when you got into DS9, you had the season-long arcs. Especially when you got into the Dominion War and the, the Founders and all that stuff. And then in voyager it was a little episodic they like they kind of hung to that but the stories kind of evolved so characters came and went yeah so you kind of need it but then enterprise in season two really got into you know longer arcs which a lot of people didn't dig yeah but i think it's because the arc they were telling wasn't very interesting yeah that was the problem. Yeah, this the the season when they went after the Zindi, they told a season long, but that was a product because they tried to jump on the concept that uh, at the time a lot of people were kind of doing the same thing. X Files followed the episodic route, you know, unless they were multi parts and stuff like that. And they had certain things that linked, and a lot of shows in the nineties did that. Then in the end of the nineties, you had Twenty Four, and Twenty Four told one story per hour over the course of 24 episodes and people flocked to it. It was a new way to tell TV and, you know, so you saw each hour of an episode was an hour in that day. And so, you, you know, people gravitated to that and then suddenly people started realizing, Hey, you know, people kind of like the serialized shit because the serialized shit only was, um, soap operas. That was the only thing that was serialized. Yeah. And that was trashy TV. Oh Yeah. You know, so or you, or you saw it because your mom was seeing it and you were homesick and you didn't really have control of the TV. That, that, that was my house. My mom was a housewife. So if I was homesick and I wanted to watch TV, I had to sit through her stories until they were done. And then I got the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a Mexican mom, don't get, the novelas. Don't, don't get into her novelas. When my, wife, when my wife was a housewife, she was watching a few novelas <laughs> and they was just, she says she didn't understand um, American soap operas. She said they're boring. And I'm like, yeah, because the level of fucking drama in novellas are turned to 11. You're right. Yeah. They're, they, they, you don't understand because it's like, well, they would have already hit somebody by this point. You know, why did they do that in novellas? Yeah. It's like no one's slapping anyone. <laughs> so no one's falling downstairs or, you know, 
kicking the shit out of someone. I've seen him when I used to go to the um, this other laundromat. They would have telenovelas on the TV, and I would just kind of, I'd have my headphones, and I would kind of watch them, and I'm like, how do people watch this shit? Like, yeah, but yeah, the same thing could be said for, you know, those. But nowadays, you have TV shows that are serialized, like the comic book shows, The Flash, Arrow, all of those tell one story through the whole season. You know, Star Trek Discovery found a way to do it to make it serialized. They did it more in season two. In season one, they kind of jumped around a little bit. But, you know, it's just that kind of that kind of stuff. And and now you have CBS throwing in a lot of money to make those visuals to bring people in. And, I mean, the visuals are breathtaking. It's stuff we would love to have seen in a movie. You know what I want to see? Like, stop with the movies, right? Mm-hmm. But start making animated films like the comic books do, like DC does. And you could start telling stories that we've all wanted to see, but they would never put as like a TV show. But like when um, Jordy had his own shit, I want to see that. Yeah. You you can can have him voice act that bitch. Yeah. You can actually have actors that, you know, maybe are too old for the parts or have grown out the parts and then bring them back to play them characters animated. Exactly. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Or Beverly on the medical ship. Mm. There, there'd be a way to make that interesting. Riker on the Titan. Dude, the books were were fucking hot. Yeah. Like there's a there's a series of I think they're called Titan. Yeah, Titan. And um, they're that's, they're that's good because he explores like places they've never been before and shit. It was like an extension of fucking TNG. Too much Imzadi talk sometimes. I'm like, all right, but <laughs> it's like just just blow them already. All right, let's get on. let's, let's <laughs> <Jesus>. move on. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think um, are they really necessary anymore? No, I still like movies, but I think they need to cool it on the movies for a while because um, I mean, we just came off of a <laughs> franchise that fell apart, you know, and it's like all right you know whatever whatever like i don't think if they make another movie they can't make an original series it'd be too it'd just be dumb i think to put someone else is going to be kirk now you know what i mean it would just be like they are i think they did so well with the casting of the of the most current movies right that that you you're just going to cheapen it i think what what paramount needs to do because it, it's it's important to note that CBS and Paramount are now two separate companies. Yeah. Um, CBS is pouring money into Discovery, and obviously Star Trek is doing well, regardless of what people on the internet keep saying that Discovery is a shit show. Because if it was a shit show, there would be no Picard, there would be no uh, Lower Decks, and there wouldn't be a uh, Nickelodeon animated series coming, and and you know the Michelle Yeoh series is coming. Oh, speaking of which, bruh, remember that Jackie Chan movie Supercop? With Michelle Yeoh and him? Yeah. Yeah. I found it on Blu-ray. Ah, nice. I was like going, oh, I got to watch that one. I love that movie. Um, anyway, but, uh, you know, she's going to have her own Section 31 show after the season three of Discovery. So it's it's like, you know, uh, so obviously it's doing well and they poured money into it and they're telling good stories. What Paramount needs to stop doing is stop treating Star Trek like the redheaded stepchild. It's like yeah. we like it because it does make some money and it brings those people over, but we don't like it that much. Like we'll spend a lot of money to make a Raiders 5, 
but we won't spend a lot of money to make a, a Star Trek movie. And I think, and the biggest thing I think you could tell is we need a good Star Trek story. Because you know what? As much as I I enjoyed Beyond, I was kind of that was very. It was by the numbers. Yeah, you know, I, it was very, it was very by the numbers. It was they were. I think all of them were like that for me. They were they were good movies. I enjoyed watching them, but they were um, they were just paint by numbers. They, they're what you would expect. There wasn't anything different. You know, the first one, I, I think I liked the most. But after that, they're kind of gone, okay. You know, I don't know why um, Into Darkness got so much hate. I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it wasn't fucking groundbreaking or anything, you know. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I can understand, like, oh, they had to do Khan. And to be honest, they could have done without Khan. They could have made it something else, a little something different. But I think that they, the first two movies really kind of, well, the, not the first two. I, let me just say more the second one pulled a lot more from Trek lore than it kind of needed to. I think Star Trek 2 should have been more of, um, of, okay, we've done this where we said everything in the past that, you know, in your universe has still existed, but this is a branch universe. And so we're good. And then start telling its own story. Yeah. You know, and, and then started kind of fleshing its own self out there, trying to. I mean, there's a lot of books and ex- extra content, you know, out there that you can do that. So I don't understand why it seems to be such a problem. But, you know, I don't know. But if- I think, um, I honestly, um, there's two things I've always wished that they would do with Star Trek. Well, three things if we add the more animation, because I really think they need to be doing more of that. But one is give the same level of attention that the Star Wars franchise gets now, because I think both of them deserve it. You know, and if you give that that level of detail that Star Wars has been getting um, and Star Trek has been getting with Discovery. Yeah. And do some different, take some risks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like don't, don't just make the same shit over and over again. Like discovery, <laughs> it's taking risks and shit. Um, and I think they're doing that now. And also I would love to see more novels written, um, that are not just of shit that I've already seen, like the novelization of things, oh, right. like take that novel shit seriously yeah. and, and make it Canon. Cause the books were never Canon. Yeah. They were memory beta. They, they were like, maybe it happened. Right. But I think I think you can, for the hardcore of the of Star Trek universe, they, they would fucking eat that shit up. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the Star Trek books were not good. Yeah. You know, like, let's let's put some real fucking talent on it. Make some Star the The universe is thick enough for it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite one of my favorite Star Trek books was uh, Strangers from the Sky. I don't think I read that one. That was uh, that was the um, the. Uh, basically the um first contact oh nice yeah i'm reading i forget what it's called it's over there the i don't know shatner wrote it oh yeah yeah yeah. oh generations generations i started reading that and you could tell shatner shatner's actually not that bad of a writer no he's not i mean he's very he's just very great like grandiose like very almost shakespearean in a way like that kind of feeling like everything is a big fucking deal yeah which is fine you know there's nothing it's just it's just drama it's just dramatic you know i mean but his wordplay is fucking solid 
So, you know, for for being an actor, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's a short book. I I just I started doing other shit, but I could read the book in like two days. It's just a little fucking novel. All right. So I don't know. For I know, I think our both our things is if if they're going to continue movies, do something more daring. We've already gotten daring with the TV shows, and if you start doing more paint by numbers with movies, maybe people will go see it because it's like oh, characters I kind of know. Or I'm like, don't reboot with. anything. Yeah, it's like, or if you're going to continue with the original series, take risks. You know, you're in a new universe. You 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 fought hard to break off the the ties of you know all the canon that you had. So do something with it. Do something right. cool with it. Do something new with it. Yeah. Yeah, like do something like um, if you made a movie, make it a completely different ship that's what i want to see like discovery was a breath of fresh air for me because there's a new crew right you know what i mean and and that's something exciting to me like it's like oh man this crew is so fucking dope like oh this one likes this this one doesn't do that this one's this race this one's this you know and and it's th- that dynamic and 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 even discovery was a slow burn for me when it came to the crew because they didn't really incorporate them much because they were so focused on um What's his name in the first season? Yeah, Lorca. Right. But so that, the second that, season they repaired that shit. Yeah, right. they did because the Lorca the Lorca arc was great. I liked it, right. but I would have liked to see more from um, the other people on the bridge. Yeah, it's you know, we that, still haven't seen much from them to be honest. Yeah, but it, we've seen like they've they've made up enough. They they seem like they knew their mistakes from season one and kind of fixed it in season two. Right. So it looks like we could probably go further in season three now. So, um, I mean, my, yeah, my thing is, is that, you know what, because if you don't do anything cool and well, you know how you said a a new ship, I don't know, dude, I'd like to see that enterprise with Pike. Yeah. I'd be down (laughs) with that. And I loved how the fucking enterprise looked. Oh God. That was, when 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 I was watching it again, when he, when I was watching it again and Pike came onto the bridge of the enterprise for the first time, I went, God damn, that thing's sexy. I lost my mind because it was modern, but they kept it real. Right. Like it was what it, it really was. It was the Enterprise. It was just made with a better budget. Right. And it didn't you know? look like an Apple store. <laughs> I know. And the, the, <laughs> sa- the sounds also were the same. Oh, I know. I like that, that little in the background. Oh, my God. It was so when they hit the fucking great. The noises when they hit the button, you know, buttons on the consoles and stuff like that. They were just like, yeah. I remember I said, I was watching it again because my uh, my brother was watching it and I go God damn that shit is sexy my brother goes what and I was like just don't just don't even bother <laughs> <laughs> all right well finally Snoop's looked into President Trump's gaffe about airplanes during his Fourth of July speech which was horrible he's not a good or even decent public speaker now. I would give a sh- I would give a shit whether he used a prompter. I could give a shit actually if he used a prompter or not. In the past, he has been he's complained about people who do, but a rich oratory is amazing. Now, however, during a speech commemorating Independence Day in 2019, uh, President Donald Trump made a statement erroneously indicating that American rebels had taken over non-yet-existent airports during the Revolutionary War. Trump gave a 45-minute speech during a rain-soaked spectacle in Washington, D.C. on July 4th, during which military hardware such as tanks and aircrafts were displayed on parade. 
During a passage of the speech in which Trump described the American Revolutionary War as soaring in soaring rhetoric, he remarked, quote, the Constitutional Army suffered a, actually, the Constitutional Army suffered a bitter winter of Valley Forge, found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. In our army manned the air, it rammed the ramparts, it took over the airports, and did everything it had to do. And at Fort McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. He went, uh, and when dawn came, their star-spangled banner waved defiant. Basically, he heard the song and was just trying to (laughs) beat it. (laughs) To me, it just seemed like he watched The Patriot the night before and kind of just like started writing shit down. Uh, Because no airports existed in the 18th century, the first successful airplane wasn't flown until 1903. That portion of Trump's speech inspired some jokesters to take to Twitter uh, using the hashtag uh, Revolutionary War Airports. Uh, sharing humor and altered images of famous revolutionary artwork edited into photographs of airports. Trump blamed a faulty teleprompter for the goof, telling NBC, quote, the teleprompter went out and it kept going on and then it ended and then it just went out. It went kaput, end quote. Uh, again, a great orator. Uh, basically, what he's saying, kids, stay in school. You, so you can, on the fly, remember that there were no airplanes during the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, or the Civil War. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the big things that I thought about this was funny was that he said that he had memorized the speech. So yeah, He's a fucking, he's a liar. Well, I, like, know, I know that, but it's like, so did you not memorize the part where the, so that means the airplanes were in the speech? Um, there have, I've, I've been online and I have seen some hilarious fucking memes. I saw a couple of them before I even knew what the speech was. I was like, what are they talking about? And I had to go look at it. Oh my God. And I mean, <laughs> this, the sad thing is, is I heard it and I didn't even flinch. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I'm like, it's just so fucking stupid. I was talking to Patrick. He goes, wow, I can't wait to look at the uh, exhibit for the Battle of LaGuardia. And then I was like, yeah. I and uh, somebody put the Battle of John F. Kennedy happened, what, 200 years before um, uh, a man who was named after the airport. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, you hear some people saying that, oh, we've t- um, my favorite has been um, Washington crossing the Potomac. And over it, um, in the background, you see like 747s flying by. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was that commercial um, where Washington was driving like a Charger or something like that? Oh, right, right, right. A Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> or that, uh, there was another commercial that I saw where these guys are on the bridge and they're honking. And um, it's uh, Washington with his men dragging their boat over the bridge to get to the other side for the water. And they're like, yeah, 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 we hear you honking. Trump is uh, an idiot. (laughs) That's confirmed. Oh my god! I know it's just so dumb because it's it's, a speech about the Fourth of July should not be that complicated. 
Like we all know what it is. Right. Like all you got to do is go up there and basically say rah rah America. Like right. you do, you, and that's something he does all the time. So it shouldn't. He shouldn't have fucked it up. <laughs> he tried to get all fucking poetic with it and fucked it up. But um, one thing I did want to ask: Are Fourth of July celebrations always so heavy with the fucking hardware? Nope. Because I was I saw some images and I was like, Are we invading something? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, no the tanks. It looked like some some fucking Soviet Union shit for real. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, the Soviet Union mocked Trump for that because they're like, "Oh, his speech was weak and those old rusted tanks and all that stuff." Because you you've seen how Russia does it. Like, it's, Russia don't fuck. They come out to show out. You <laughs> I, hear me? They got, I, they're, they're fucking rolling through the front of the Kremlin. It's like you know they about like hold my beer kind of thing. I um, hear every time I see it. I hear the. Uh, I hear the um, the main theme from the Command and Conquer games. It's like, oh shit! Yeah. But see, that's the thing. That's Russia's thing, right? Like, we don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, you know, Russia, uh, the French do that. You know, the French had. Well, that's where he got it from because he saw the French parade that has, you know, the color guard and their military that kind of does a little parade, and he's like, I want that. I want that. I want to do that. And I was like, wow, is your dick really that small? Like, yeah, like, like, come the, on. The way we do it is fine. Yeah. You don't have to make it some bigger thing. We have the best fireworks. Right. That's that's our thing. You know, we we and we chill that day and have yeah. fucking barbecues and stuff. And then the speech is always something just like, hey, man, you know, well, we, we don't fucking, we don't have a speech. That's the thing is, is that everybody was all kind of like, well, I mean, that, there isn't. Yeah, you're right. There isn't like a grand speech, but the president will usually say something. Like he'll just be happy Fourth of July. We remember those that blah blah blah. Something quick, yeah. something that's not even that big of a deal. Well, they said like the last, uh, like Obama usually had um, a cookout at the White House, inviting some military families over and just hanging mm-hmm. out with them on the South Lawn and watch the fireworks. It's like he did nothing of that, and everybody's like, you know, and and he pulled four million dollars from the Forestry Service for for this shit, and everybody was like, you know, worrying that it was going to be a, a complete you know, basically a, a stump speech for him. Like everybody goes, he's campaigning. And they're like, going, I don't think this is right. Sure enough, the next day, there's a video for Trump for president, all images from the parade. Yeah. And now they're like going, um, that's a violation of, that's an ethics violation. So now they're looking into, um, they're going to look into that because that's a, they go, you spent taxpayers money to make a video you know, with his speech going over it. And yeah, you spent money of people who possibly don't want you to be president. Right. To promote <laughs> being president <laughs> right. next term. Keep in mind, you lost the popular vote. So that means there's a lot of people that you owe money to. <laughs> but then also, I mean, who fucking cares? They'll say, oh, we'll do an investigation and you'll do nothing. Yeah. They never do anything. That's yeah, because he like, has too much. I, sometimes I feel bad for fucking Nixon. He yeah. hasn't done anything as bad as what Trump does, and he that motherfucker got hung out. Well, he got hung out because those tapes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He got hung out. It was pretty thing. hard evidence. But, but the thing too is that the problem that 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 and he resigned too. He didn't yeah. get up. Well, well, the reason Trump's getting a clear deal is because the Democrats are too afraid to launch an uh, impeach inquiry, which is just a information gathering. That's how they got. That's how they nailed Nixon. Yeah, was through that. But 
you know, everybody's like, oh, but if we do that, we might hurt our chances in the election. It's like, yeah, but that's all they care about. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but that's what most of the people put you in there for to keep them in check. And if you're not keeping them in check, what's the point? And I was like, that's the bigger problem. But um, I would have every single person. And not only not because I dislike Trump, but just because you did your fucking job. Like every single Democrat that was like, you know what? Investigation. What the fuck is going on? I would vote. Every single one of them would get my vote. Yeah. Because that's some hard shit. That's real shit. Right. That's like you're fucking up. We are on a committee to catch you fucking up. Right. So we about to investigate you yeah. for fucking up. Your, bo- <laughs> like, your boys have been letting you slide on a lot and we need to make sure you're, you know, you're And there's a few of them that do want to do shit. Yeah. But the old and you notice it's the younger Democrats, right? Yeah. But the older ones are like, nah, we're, we're, it's it's just not worth it well, at my, this point my, in time. It's my like, problem, fuck you. My problem with, with the older crowd is because they can't explain shit. They can't go out to the people and explain what we're going to do is going to be an impeach inquiry, which means this is where we're going to be able to subpoena and um, documents and people. If it doesn't happen, people go to jail. People, we go to court. We get all this information so we can see if he actually did anything. When you don't do anything, it's like, oh, so you just said it to get elected. So, you know, that's what it was because they just they have this inability to be able to explain to the people that you know because i'm like going you know i go you're not going to get the base there the trump's base isn't going to give a shit but if you can get the people that you know aren't his base that voted for obama last time because they thought well the democrats kind of lost you know lost us and you're like well maybe yeah we should look at him because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at him that are looking at him like yeah maybe we sh- we should look into his shit and if you find shit, those people are going to be swayed, you know? So, yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like, don't look at the Clinton thing as, as a barometer as to why, because the Clinton thing was solely political, you know? Because that's one thing, that's one thing you do have to give credit for Trump, uh, to Trump, because he's the only one that has it anymore, and that's teeth. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he'll just do whatever the fuck he wants. And... The Democrats don't have it, and the Republicans don't either. Yeah, they're all fucking. Well, we want to get elected next, next year. Yeah, they're all worried about the next election. That's all they care about. Yeah. So they can sit there and do nothing for another term yeah. and just collect my fucking tax money. Yeah. And and Trump just sits another and he's like cool, and then he gets another because he's term limited, so it don't matter. And yeah. And once uh, the state of New York looks into his shit, he'll have a lot of fun time. <laughs> you know, and, then it, and the problem is, is as soon as he's not president, that's when everyone's going to come down on him. Oh, yeah. Because he has no power then. Unless another unless a Republican goes in there, because if a Republican goes in there, they'll pardon him from everything. And then he won't get federal, but he'll get a lot of um, but state could still get him. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. This isn't anything new. Right. You know, it's it's just sad that it happens this way. There's a couple of there's a couple of cats in 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 Congress that are trying to do work. And I commend him. One of them is that AOC chick. Yeah. You know, sometimes she's a little more idealistic than real, but that's okay. We need fucking idealistic people. That's what got us this. That's what brought us up in the first place. Idealism. Exactly. People people talk like it's, you know, people are pragmatic, but it's like going, yeah, but you need ideal. You need hope, you know, to, to, there's no point. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like they say, uh, there's no point. Like I was talking to someone. There's no point to art. 
Like there's really no reason to do it. I said, well, we do everything else for art. Right. Like that's, that's the point. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't know. Honestly, I was talking to somebody at work and they're like, what if he gets elected for another term? And I'm like, we watch another circus for four years. Nothing happened. Yeah. It's all fucking bullshit. The only thing that's kind of got me paying attention is Iran because Iran's pissed. Yeah. Because he was, he's all buddy buddy with North Korea, which is another. I don't care. You know, now I'm a little more worried that um, the leader of North Korea loves our president. Like that's a weird personality type. I, I don't, I don't know. I, um, when they, every time um, he meets with the guy from North Korea, there's always um, the uh, the Photoshop poster of the notebook pops up with yeah. him holding up Trump. <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> Trump's totally. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh God, she's hot too. Uh, McAdams, Rachel McAdams, and yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> but like now, you have Iran majorly flexed and called Trump on his bluff. Yeah, and and he said, um, no, I, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah, we're done talking to you. And it's like, and if if these sanctions aren't lifted, we can enrich this this uranium real quick. You know now. And and the thing they're is, playing a dangerous game too. Yeah, and the thing is, is that like it 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 pisses me off because it's like they're a threat they're a threat and it's like motherfucker you caused this yeah like it's this is you you did this but trump's not the only one who did it who puts saddam hussein in in, in power you know what i mean oh, yeah. like it's america needs well, to stay out of everybody's fucking business well, yeah i mean that's i mean well actually look who put the ayatollahs in power we did right. you know because we backed the shah well, that know? wacky motherfucker that they they killed that wore all the jewelry and he was going fucking crazy. I forget what his name was or what country he was running, but he was a fucking nutcase. Like we just need to be, you know what? We we're not making the best decisions yeah. over here. We're going <laughs> to, I mean, cause it's like, you know, like people sit there and say like, Oh, well, Iran is this. Iran hates us. I go, you know, they have a reason to hate us. Cause we, in, over the course of the last half, last, last half century, have yeah. been fucking with them. Like they had a they had a president who was going to go ahead and, and nationalize the um the oil fields and give the money back to the people. Oh no. Britain and the US didn't want that to happen, so we got into it, put in the Shaw, and there we go. We got that of a guy who ruled by an iron fist. We got oil from him, we gave him money, he kept it all to himself, and then there was a revolution. Gee, I wonder how that happened. And now they're the bad guys. It's like, you know, it's, you know, it's, what was it? Uh, what was that line in Batman? You're a hero long enough to become the villain. Right. You know? So it's like. I'm not saying we just, we're Batman. I'm definitely not saying that. No, we're not. <laughs> I, we just need to. Um, we need out. to mind our own business. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to be a defensive country. Right. Right. Like we'll, we'll keep our military strength in Europe and in, in, in the, um, the allies, but just not make any moves. Like yeah. we're here. So you don't fuck up. Well, yeah, but I we're mean, not. And that's what we were doing for a long time. Yeah. And then you have this guy who goes ahead and snuggles up with uh, the bad guys and who alienates our allies. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, like, you know, it's like, going, you're, you're pissing off NATO. You're, you're basically telling them to kind of go fuck themselves. Oh, but Putin and and Kim and you know these guys, these are cool guys. You know, we can play poker. It's like they don't. You're like the weed dealer. Nobody really likes you, but they put up with you because you have something they want. 
I think England's thinking about taking the colonies back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> England fucking hates us right now. Oh, France yeah. too. Yeah. You know, I think I don't think Germany's too keen on us. Yeah. Well, uh, what's her name? The the former premier. Markle. Said, yeah, said that um, if we if we're gonna do anything, we're gonna have to go it alone. Basically saying because yep. we're not helping them, and we're not. No one has our fucking back anymore. Yeah. We'll probably get North Korea to help us. <laughs> we're we're in that side of the fence now, bro. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely- not even on that side of the fence because China don't fucking like us either. Yeah, because fucking all these goddamn sanctions. Yeah. Like we have this global economy and we're like the backbone of it. And then we go, Hey, nah, yeah. fucked up. Can you imagine if the ones for uh, Mexico went through those tariffs? Yeah. Oh, I know. Been real shit. All right. Well, that is our soapbox for this week. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review on well, wherever you get the show, on the website, preferably iTunes, hit us up there. I like to see the them there or on Stitcher. Or you can um, and recommend the show to your friends. Or two, if you really want to help us out, please donate. Uh, you can head over to thelazygeeks.com, click on the donate button, and your donations will go to keep this show going. <laughs> and then also you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Twitter and Instagram at the lazy geeks, all one word. Um, and you can send us feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes, uh, your favorite conspiracy theories. How many frogs are gay in your County <laughs> to the geeks at the lazy geeks.com. All right. If you want more content from us, just head over to the blog, the lazy geeks.com. Thanks for checking us out until next time. Live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Mm-hmm.